The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lupus podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. Racism. Racism is the belief that a particular race is superior or inferior to another. That a person's social and moral traits are predetermined by his or her inborn biological characteristics. We're talking about racism today. And why we're talking about it is because of Mr. George Floyd, the man who died on the streets of Minneapolis. Racism. I can't breathe, he stated, while an officer had his knee to his neck. Someone please help me, he stated. While in that video, it looked like the police officer pushed down even harder. Yes, racism. Just like the young man who was jogging in a neighborhood and got gunned down. We're talking about racism. While the riots proceed in Minneapolis, America, are you listening? Are your eyes open? No one is listening, and that's why they're rioting. They're tired of being gunned down. They're tired of not having anyone listening to their cries and pleas to stop what is going on in this country today. So to my listening audience, we're not talking about lupus today because the events of what has happened has unsettled my soul 
it was pure murder. While a man cried out, I can't breathe, to hear a man cry out for his mother. While that officer from my point of view from what I seen with my own eyes in that video proceeded to press harder on Mr. Floyd's neck. Racism. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It was racism and cold-blooded murder. So you grab your cup of coffee, your cup of tea, and to my listeners late at night, you may want to grab two bottles of wine and join this conversation because it has to stop. So, what I want you to do is get your kids out of the room. Anyone under the age of 18, get them out of the room because this may not be a conversation that they, that you may want them to hear, but it may be one that they need to hear. It's all about racism today.
I can't breathe. Somebody help me. As he laid on the ground with a knee pinned to his neck. I can't breathe. Those were the words of Mr. George Floyd, a 46-year-old African-American man who died on Monday after being handcuffed and pinned to the ground by a police officer's knee. Someone who is supposed to protect you. Now, this incident was recorded on video and incited a large protest in Minneapolis on Tuesday and Wednesday. The explosive footage recorded by a bystander and shared widely on social media early Tuesday led to community outrage and FBI civil rights investigation and the firing of the officer and the three colleagues who were also at the scene. I have a question for you. If you think the role would have been reversed and it was a white gentleman pinned to the ground with a black officer's knee on his neck, what do you think would have happened then? That said, black officer would have been arrested and placed in jail along with his colleagues. But as Mr. George Floyd continued to state, I can't breathe. I seen the video. Y'all, it broke my heart. All I could do was look and ask myself, what type of man is this that is treating a human being like this? And as Mr. Floyd continue to say when I was watching the video, I can't breathe. I focused in on that officer who had his knee pinned to Mr. Floyd's neck. I looked at that officer. It was like his expression was blank, like, I don't care. His hand, to me, what I seen was in his pocket. And as Mr. Floyd stated, I can't breathe. It looked like that officer applied more pressure 
to Mr. Floyd's neck. Racism. How can a man who is handcuffed, laying down on the ground, pinned down on the ground, how could he resist arrest? How could he be combative? Now, I didn't see the beginning of the footage until um, Thursday morning where a camera picked up the officer going to Mr. Floyd's car. They handcuffed him, took him across the street. Lord, what is going on? You know, one police officer, and no one can tell me I'm wrong with this. I'm not against all police officers, but there are several in the bunch that makes it bad for the good ones. And I have seen good police officers. You know, uh, my father was in law enforcement and um, officers from different um, communities would always come by our house um, on their break to see what my mother had cooked that day. And they would sit down and have dinner. You know, they knew what time she would um, have dinner prepared for my father. They would come in the house and sit and eat their dinner. Uh, and I'm just not saying that because they came to our house to eat. These were good officers. There are still good officers out there, but you have officers like the ones who were recorded that makes it bad for all the other officers. That's why there is such a mistrust within the African-American community when it comes to police officers. I can't breathe. I sat there and I watched that video and that officer, what type of man is that? That could do another human being like this and while his partner was telling people to get back as they pleaded, get off of his neck, he can't breathe. One of the officers stated, this is what happens when you're on drugs. Total, if he was on drugs, that's still a human being. And if I'm not mistaken, this was an Asian 
officer, a minority officer who said that, see, people have preconceived notions about African-Americans, that we are all lazy, drug addicts, prostitutes, don't believe in working. I can't breathe. I just want you to let that get into the depths of your soul. I can't breathe. Wonder if it was your son, your nephew, your brother, your uncle, your daughter, your niece, your grandchild. I can't breathe while pinned down on the streets of Minneapolis. I can't breathe. If you would like to appear on an episode of My Story Living with Lupus, you can contact us at mystorylivingwithlupus at gmail.com. Also visit us on our Instagram page and also our website, My Story Living with Lupus. I want you to listen to something that just was just DM'd to me off of one of my social media pages. And we're going to say allegedly, okay, allegedly, Hell Marks, the mayor of Petal, Mississippi, a town about 90 miles southeast of Jackson, first commented on the arrest on Tuesday, tweeting, why in the world would anyone choose to become a police officer in our society today? He later argued that he didn't see any unreasonable conduct from the officers, adding, quote, if you can say you can't breathe, you're breathing. Most likely that man died of overdose or heart attack. Video doesn't show his resistance that got him in that position. Police being crucified. End quote. Hell marks is. Mississippi mayor who allegedly defends officers in George Floyd's 
that. Look. We all know that racism has existed throughout human history. It is defined as the hatred of one person by another or the belief that another person is less than human because of skin color, language, customs, place of birth, or any factor that supposedly reveals the basic nature of that person. It has influenced wars, slavery, the formation of nations, and legal codes. You know, um, racism is taught and if you don't believe me listen to this when we are born we know nothing about hatred skin color texture of hair of another person's hair We know nothing about that. Racism is taught. Racism is taught at an early age. It is taught by racist parents who had racist parents who had racist parents, and on down and on down and on down. No one is superior to no one else. The only one who is without sin is God, and who is superior to all of us. Racism is systemic. Systemic racism is all around us. And within us, systemic racism is both a theoretical concept and a reality. Now, as a theory, It is premised on the research-supported claim that the United States was founded as a racist society. That racism is thus embedded into all social institutions, structures, and social relations within our society. I'm not saying that everybody is a racist, but systemic racism exists here in these United States. I 
have experienced racism. And yes, by police officers. Um, just so happened, I was going to my office one day. I had a red Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I was going through Oak Park. I had just dropped my daughter off to school at Shrine of the Little Flower. So I had to backtrack and I came through Oak Park. And all of a sudden, I look up in my rearview mirror and the police was following me. I said, okay, they're running the plate. I have nothing to worry about. So the lights went off. I pulled over. The officer stated, driver's license and insurance. I said, why are you stopping me? I was going the speed limit. He proceeded to look in the back seat of my car and said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to my office. Why are you stopping me? Did not give me an explanation. I proceeded to give him my license and registration. Next thing I know, I was surrounded by four Oak Park police cars. I said, okay, I'm not concerned. I'm not worried. They had me surrounded in the front, one car on the back and one car on the side of me. Officers came out of the car. The officer came back with my ID and my registration. I said, why did you stop me? You never answered me. Claimed that I was going five miles over the speed limit. Now, I know when I go through Oak Park, not to go over the speed limit. And I told, proceeded to tell him, I wasn't going over the um, speed limit. I watched you pull out of a parking lot to follow me. And right before I entered into Southfield, Michigan, is when you stopped me. Thus, you knew if I crossed over into Southfield, you could not come into Southfield on me. I said, give me the ticket. I will um, protest it. And I'll be on my way. He proceeded to give me the ticket, but they still had me surrounded. Got the ticket. Couldn't move until they moved. And I said to myself, okay, we're going to play this game. So I got on the phone. I was married at the time. Called my husband. I said, they got me surrounded in Oak Park. And he said, what happened? I said, I seen him come out of the parking lot, and he waited right before I got into Southfield to stop me and claim I was going five miles over. And my husband said, at the time, said, did you, were you going over? I said, no. I said, you know how Oak Park is. 
I said, I wasn't going over the speed limit. I said, I got the ticket, but I'm going to the court to protest it. So, yeah, I've experienced racism several times, several, on several occasions. Now, when we come back, we'll talk more about this case. Shelvin, a 19-year veteran of the force, was fired Tuesday after footage surfaced online of Floyd's arrest. The video taken by a bystander on Monday showed Mr. Floyd struggling to breathe on the ground as Shelvin knelt on his neck for several minutes. Floyd, who was arrested on suspicion of forgery on Monday night, was heard repeatedly saying he could not breathe as he lay on the ground next to the tire of a squad car. Please, 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 I can't breathe. Please, man. Floyd, who is shirtless, begs the cop. The officer repeatedly tells him, well, get up and get in the car. Then, while he continues to pin Floyd to the ground, Floyd responds, I will, but the cop continues to hold him to the ground by his neck. My stomach hurts. My neck hurts. Everything hurts. Floyd is heard gasping at one point before saying he needs water. After several minutes, one of the officers tells him to relax. Man, I can't breathe. Floyd responds before eventually passing out. An ambulance then arrives and police officers move the man's limp body onto a stretcher. In the footage shared by onlooker Donella Frazier, multiple witnesses were also heard arguing with the two cops over their excessive use of force. City officials formally identified Chauvin as one of the four fired police officers on Wednesday. How do you tell your kids if you ever need help, you can go to a police officer. How can you tell that young black man, oh, you can trust the police?
Answer that. Can you answer? How will you tell your kids now on how to conduct yourself when police stop you? How do you tell your son? How do you tell your grandchild? How do you tell your daughter, your niece? What to do if the police should ever stop you? As I stated before, not all police are bad. Not all of them are bad. But you got some that are dirty to the core. Who are racist to the core. How do you get racism to stop? Can you get it to stop? Do you really think that racism will ever go away. You know, it's one thing that I know for certain. Racism has never went away. They just hid it a little bit better. That's all. They hid it a little bit better. But it will never go away. And to this to to this exact date, I always ask the question, what is it about people of color that you don't like? Do you really know? What is it about us that you don't like, where you think we're less than human? You know, animals have more rights than a person of color. You couldn't get away with treating an animal like Mr. George Floyd was treated. America, are you listening? You wondering why? They are rioting in Minneapolis. I heard one person last night state, we've done it Martin's way. And it got us nothing. Now we're going to do it Malcolm's way. By any means necessary. America, are you listening? Are your eyes opening? People are tired. They are tired. The African-American community is tired. You're not listening to what has been stated over and over and over again about police 
brutality in the communities of color. America, will you sit back and let this get brushed under the rug? Put yourself in Mr. Floyd's shoes. How would you feel? Here we have a situation in New York City where a white female called the police on an innocent African-American man because he simply asked her to put her dog on a leash. It was in Central Park. And he recorded it. And he recorded her saying, I'm going to call the police and tell them an African-American man is threatening me. And she did it. That is called white privilege. Where police comes right away because... A female, white female, said she was being threatened by an African-American male. White privilege. And they come right away to find out only that she was lying. Now, just think if that man had a went to jail for something that really didn't happen. Well, I tell you this, think of Emmett Till, how Emmett Till lost his life. Let's go back. Think of Emmett Till, racism. Systemic racism. How people of color can lose their life within a blink of an eye. And then get no justice. People are tired of talking. That's why they're rioting in Minneapolis. They're tired. They're tired of losing African American males, African-American children, African-American females to racist police officers. The technique that the officer used on Mr. Floyd, that restraint technique, was not part of the part of the department's training. That officer is being represented by Tom Kelly, the same attorney who got Officer Yanez, who murdered Philando Castile, acquitted. All of this is allegedly, let me say allegedly. Derek Chauvin was put on leave in 2011 
for an inappropriate police shooting of Alaskan Native American Leroy Martinez. Chauvin shot Ira Latrell Tolls, an unarmed black 21-year-old man, in 2008. Chauvin was one of the officers who murdered Wayne Reyes, a Latino man with 16 bullets forced into him. A total of 42 rounds were shot off. Now, you know, to me, some will say this is an outstanding officer. Others will say, if all of this was going on, why was he still on the force? And I'm one of the ones who at, who is asking, why is this person was still on the force? But there were 12, allegedly, 12 police brutality complaints against this officer in the Minneapolis Office of Police Conduct Complaint Database. Guess what? Their list is closed, non-public, no discipline. I wonder why. I wonder why they said that it is a code that some police officers have. Hmm. I wonder why. Come on now, y'all. Come on. It's time to ask the question. Why was this man still on the force? Why would you let this racist person still be out there on the force with 12 complaints? Makes you think that man and I use that word very loosely, man, who placed his knee on George Floyd's neck, had no remorse. The officer standing around was like, this is just another black person that's going to die. No need to stop him from doing what he's doing. All of them should be arrested and charged with first-degree murder of George Floyd. Now, let me ask you, listeners, how will you tell your children to go to the police if you're in any trouble? This is why the African-American community is so leery of police officers, all because of officers like Derek Chauvin and his buddies. 
the racist who killed a man in the streets with no remorse. No one tried to stop. The other officers did not try to get that officer off of that man's neck. Like I said, animals have more rights than African Americans. But you still can't tell anyone why your race is behind dislike people of color so much. People racism is taught. It is a taught behavior from a racist parent and that racist parent learned it from their racist parent and that racist parent learned it from their racist parent. I still ask to this day, and I will repeat it over and over and over again. What is it about people of color that you do not like? What is it? I bet you you don't even know. I bet you you can't answer it because if you say we're lazy, so are other people of other nationalities. You say that we're the majority of us are on social assistance. Guess what? The whole country is right now. That includes white, black, yellow, and brown. Every color of the rainbow is on some form of social assistance due to COVID-19. My soul, my heart aches for what I have seen in that video. What type of human being could place their knee on someone's neck who is begging to please, I can't breathe. Please, man, I can't breathe. When Mr. Floyd called out for his mother, I could not take it anymore. That totally, the whole situation messed me totally up. It mentally drained me. It's taking everything within me not to 
break down at this moment. And cry. I am tired of racism. I am tired of racist individuals. You know, my father, who lived on a plantation, and I got to see that plantation, told me the things that he and my mother went through. I didn't have to go through it. And to always remember that I was somebody. Never to allow people to place in my head that I was worthless based on the color of my skin. So I stand with the people in Minneapolis. I stand with you. If I was there, I would be marching right with you. Will the officers be arrested for murder? I pray that they will, but I honestly think that they won't because they're going to try to flip it on Mr. George and say that he was high off of some substance. Even if he was high, that man did not deserve to die like an animal in the streets. Yep, I am emotional. Because you see, I had aunts on both sides, my mother and my father's side. who grew up with racism. So I listened to the stories. to cut that short because yes I broke down thinking about that man laying on the ground begging for help I can't breathe what type of person was that police officer and everyone who stood around I'll ask the question over and over and over and over and over again until someone can tell me 
why you don't like the color of my skin. You don't even know yourself. I used to ask my father, his sisters, what is it about us they don't like? And they used to reply to me, and tell me they don't know themselves what they don't like about us. And my reply would be, well, what is the point of disliking someone and you don't know why you don't dislike them? Hmm. That's something, isn't it? Yeah. And that response that I received when I asked that question to my father and his sisters those answers came from ex-slaves African American people are not inferior individuals not if we were inferior we would not have made all the contributions in the United States. Maybe that's why they don't like us. Hmm. Something to think about. Also, is something to think about. What are you going to tell your children? If the police stops you, what will you tell your children to do? And we shouldn't even be having a conversation such as this. But since the racists think that people of color are worthless... That's what they portray, that people of color are worthless. And we have to try to explain a racist mentality or a racist stupidity to our kids on why. Another race that doesn't like us. Hmm. You know, um, has racism gotten better in the United States? In my opinion, no. In a hundred years, things still have not changed. We're just living on a different plantation. Since they want to treat people of color like that, we're just on a different plantation. You think about that statement I just made. Over a hundred years ago, things still have not changed. We are just living on a different type of plantation. 
racism exploded within the past three and a half years. Think about it. Think about what I'm saying. Prior to the three years, hey, our own government didn't like the first black president first black president Republicans did everything they were stated that they were going to do to block everything President Barack Obama did and they did it racism you can see it in our government racism racism is systemic in the United States you can't tell me any difference no one can tell me why racists don't like people of color they don't know themselves it's their stupidity but a man was murdered by the hands of a police officer or I should say by the knee of a police officer in broad daylight videotape what type of man is that What will you tell your children? What will you tell your son? What will you tell your daughter? What will you tell your grandchildren? Right now, you remember this. I can't breathe. Please help me. I can't breathe. Please, please, a man begging for his life. Hmm. But if that was situation was turned around, action would have been taken immediately. If the situation would have been a animal and a human being had their knee on an animal's neck that person would have got arrested right away America are you listening do you have your eyes open take the blinders off y'all because racism is alive and well in these United States. And you know what? I may lose some listeners from this, but that's okay. I'm telling you true, cold, hard facts. Racism never went away. It's just being video recorded. I'm Susan Hendricks. Your host for my story, Living with Lupus. My prayers go out to George Floyd and his family. I pray that justice will be served. And the man who killed Mr. Floyd be put away in prison for the rest of his life. We demand justice. I'll see you for another episode of my story, Living with 
Lewis. The views and opinions expressed on my story, Living with Lupus Podcast, represents each person's individual experience. By listening to this podcast or reading our blog, you agree not to use this podcast or blog as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. As always, consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. My Story Living with Lucas podcast is officially trademarked, all rights reserved. <music>